going on, guys? Tyler Silver with the Silver Performance Train Podcast, and today I figured I would do one by myself. Um, yeah, doing this podcast kind of came out of nowhere. Um, I randomly reached out to Dan John a couple weeks ago um, because he had had such a profound impact on my coaching career and, and my life in general, and you know, I just wanted to to drop him a little line and let him know, you know, hey, I appreciate your books and your workshops and your online courses, you know, they've made a big impression on my career. And hopefully one day I get to come up to Utah and get a workout in with you. And he, he goes, are you thinking about doing a podcast? Huh? Let's, uh, let's do one. And I said, um, I, I said, uh, yeah, we should, I'll take you up in, on, on that in the future. And he goes, how about next week? And I didn't have any podcasting equipment, I have no experience in interviewing people other than, you know, motivational interviewing in, um, in training, but you can't pass up on, uh, on an opportunity to sit down with your hero. So did what we had to do, made it happen. Um, I actually had a buddy that lives in town <clears throat> in Chandler, very close to me. So Shout out to Jake for for coming through with the podcasting equipment because that would have never been possible without you. So thank you very much for that and helping me get set up. Um, you know, I still don't know what I'm doing, but <laughs> again, can't say no to Dan John. But what I wanted to do today was just sit down. Um, I actually had one of my buddies write out some questions that he had for me. And I just want to go into a series of using some of these questions as a prompt and then using them to kind of, I guess, give you a little bit of background about me and give you a little bit of insight to my, <clears throat> my coaching methodology and, and sort of my personal philosophy as it, as it pertains to life and fitness and, and nutrition and whatnot. But um, I'll let you know I am a little sick, so uh, bear with the coughing with me and, I, and I'll try to answer these questions the best I can. So one of the ones he starts with is, Let's see here. Um, I don't feel comfortable going to the gym and I don't have equipment at home. Well, I would say to this person, um, if you don't feel comfortable going to the gym, that's absolutely fine. Um, I think people in the past have, and, and really the fitness industry has gotten into the, the habit of telling people they have to have a full commercialized gym to get a good workout. And that's really just not the case. If you look on my site, even, you know, we have basic body weight and backpack plans that you can sign up for. Um, I got my, one of my buddies training with me that, uh, you know, he's got a duffel bag and he loads it up with uh, bags of kitty litter. So, you know, if you don't feel comfortable training at the gym, there's no reason that you need to train at the gym. Um, I train at home. Obviously, I have, a, I have a home gym set up. I do have barbells and kettlebells and but I train people. <clears throat> so that's a whole different story <clears throat> on that. So yeah, I would say just, you know, don't feel like you need to even start with working out too. You know, the biggest piece I noticed that people overlook in starting any sort of physical transformation process is just going to be their approach to nutrition. Usually it's a thing they want to ignore as long as they possibly can. I had a conversation with a client that I just onboarded yesterday morning. And he goes, you know, if I was to focus on one thing, you know, going into this program, what would you say that would be? What would be that really important piece of information I would need to know? 
And, and I told him, I said, you know, instead of being like most people that, that get into training, you know, that are very reliant on the physical piece, really, really embrace the, the importance of good nutrition and, and not only good nutrition on the ends of like eating healthy foods, but also the mindfulness portion of things, you know, in, in our groups, we talk about plate building first. So, you know, how to get healthy portions of veggies, protein, healthy fats, and carbohydrates on your plate and in good proportions for your goals, needs, and personal preferences. Um, but we also go into the mindfulness piece. So we also go into, you know, are you eating slowly? You know, a, a big source of people consuming excess calories in the first place comes down to the fact that they are eating too fast to have their satiation cues even be able to catch up. So, you know, that's an important piece. Also important piece is being able to do body scans on yourself when you're eating. Are you able to eat until you're physically full or are you eating until you're stuffed? Those are things that you really want to focus on too. And, and, I, and I do, I see people that get started with a nutrition piece and they get really bogged down in what they're eating and they're not necessarily looking at how they're eating. Um, this happens in exercise a lot, right? Like, um, you know, you're doing a power exercise, maybe say you're doing a medicine ball throw into the wall. It's all about intent. It's all about the way you do things. It's not just about what you're doing. It's not the simple act of eating healthy foods, simple act of throwing a medicine ball into the wall. It's the intent. Do you do it as, are you throwing that ball as hard as you can when you're eating? Are you paying attention to your hunger and satiation cues? So you're eating until you're satisfied, not stuff. So I would say that would be a good place to, to start. Oh, this deep one. So uh, why are you a trainer? I think that I got into training because I got hurt myself. And I think in the quest to figure out how to make my body work again, you know, athletics was always something I enjoyed. I think in the, in the quest to like re regain my, <clears throat> my physical, um, physical abilities, I had to, I had to learn a lot about the human body and, and how to correct posture and movement and enhance performance and, and regain some of the things that I thought I had lost, you know, in the, in the course of doing that, I meet some really amazing people that, that jump on this training journey with me. Um, you know, one of which I would, I would give a shout out to Hayden Beagle. That would be the first guy that I, that I trained formally. Um, I started training him at a YMCA in Wisconsin Rapids fucking seven years ago. And, you know, we're, we were friends. Like I just, I just enjoyed working out and it kind of turned into, I was doing this research for myself and, you know, he was training for football and, and I mean, why not? So I, I got to work with him and, and that was a great experience, but I think I'm a trainer because I, I just love people. And I think I, I enjoy the process um, the long process of like being able to be there for a client and helping them get better every step of the way, because now, especially at this point in my career where I've been training for eight years now at nine years, whatever it would be, it's been a long time. Right. But um, I know some of the, the basic barriers that people are going to run into, right. Everybody's situation is different for sure. Right. And a one type of deal, but but there's a lot of barriers and and things that you can account for that most people are going to run run into in their training journey. 
So I like to be the guy that's there that when they're freaking out and they feel like things aren't working and they feel like, um, <laughs> you know, this, this plan isn't going to work. My nutrition plan isn't helping me lose the fat I want. My job is just to sit there and nod my head and smile because I know what's going to happen. I understand the biological imperatives involved in their training process. And I know it's only a matter of time before they achieve success. So I, I, that would be the big piece of why I'm a trainer. I just really enjoy the process of, of helping people get better. And I also love, I love being there for people <clears throat> as well. Um, I was very lucky in my life that um, I had my, my grandma who at pretty much every step of the, the road for me was, was kind of that person for me too. She had been someone that had went to college. Um, she had been someone that come from a smaller town and, and made something out of herself and, I remember when I was coming out of high school <clears throat> that she, uh, I was very intent and there's nothing wrong with making an honest living and, and working on a cranberry marsh or working in a mill. I have plenty of friends that do that. Fucking love those guys. They're some of the hardest working people I know, but, uh, I wasn't supposed to do that, but I, I thought I was. And my, my grandma, I just remember was just looking at me like, now you're going to college. You're going to, you're going to figure this shit out. And, you know, that's, she provided that for me, um, in, in kind of like helping guide me down the path that I had never been down before. And she knew the pitfalls involved in school and achieving success and, um, becoming, a, a <laughs> you know, a high functioning adult and things like that. Um, so that was very lucky on that end. And I think that's, that's a big piece of why I coach. She had a, uh, very and still does had a, had a very big sense of belief in me and my abilities and what I could do <clears throat> when I couldn't see him. So I think that's kind of my piece as a coach. Um, I kind of take a piece of that and how I know that was important to me and, and try to apply that to the people I work with, if that makes sense. Um, okay. And then let's, let's look in. I'm just scrolling by the way. So if I got some silence in between this jackass, is why is Will the best client you've ever had? This is the guy that, that wrote up the question. All right, I'll tell you why Will is the best client. I'm just kidding. I love all my clients, but Will's a great client because I'll tell. Well, we'll make something out of this. Will's a great client, and this is this is my ideal client. Um, not to not to spill the beans on him. Uh, we won't go into into detail, but my ideal client has gone through a breakup or or a divorce and is kind of sick of their own shit, so to speak. Will has this great combination going on for him and it's really helping him succeed in um, one of my remote training plans. It's making him very um, adherent in the program and it's making him really evaluate his process, not only in nutrition and fitness, but his personal development and, and trying to better himself and trying to move himself ahead in, in his profession and, and in school and life. And, and so, you know, that, that makes for a really great thing. A lot of the time people will start training journeys and they haven't, they aren't sick enough of their own shit yet for it to stick for them to have enough reasons to really follow through with what they say they're going to do. Right. It's just another thing. Oh, I'd like to, I'd like to look beautiful. You know, I'd like to look good and for the beach. No, man, it's, it's when, it's when someone looks at you and go, <laughs> Hey buddy, you're not enough. Um, whatever you're doing right now, you know, you got to get your shit together. That's, that's when you hear something like that and you start to, 
to really evaluate your process and get, get yourself on the path to where you think you need to be. Love you, Will. Thanks for writing up these questions, by the way. Um, all right, let's keep going here. So what's the most important thing when training someone? Man, I would say just getting to know them. I, I would, I would, I would say this, and and I would hope that the clients that I work with would say the same thing. Though the biggest thing that I am, I am dead set on when I start working with a client is getting to know them. I feel like the more I know about them and the reasons they're doing this and their motivations and why this is important to them, the more things I know like that, the more I can pull on those strings and use them um, to get them where they want to go. You know, Dan John always says, you know, a coach is a four, four-wheeled four wheeled, uh, vehicle that you use to get from A to B. Um, you know, my job as the coach is to get you from A to B and, and smack you in the head when you're trying to, you know, jump off the, jump off the uh, cart, right? Okay. Um, I kind of lost my train of thought here. <laughs> Hold on a second. Um. Oh yeah. What's the most important thing when training someone? Yeah. Getting to know them is the first piece. And then I would say this, the, you know, the second piece, like I said, embrace the nutrition piece. Dan John would say, you know, eat like an adult, um, you know, eat veggies, you know, full of, full of fiber, eat, eat lean protein, eat things that look like they did in the wild, right? Like, you know, look like this fish was actually flayed and I just mangled and put on your plate and, um, you know, make sure you drink lots of water, make sure you sleep, you know, obviously, you know, the workout piece is, is what I started in, but I'm, I'm realizing now that, it, you know, although the workout piece is very important, a lot of the times people use fitness as like a way to ignore the most obvious things they need to approach and fix in their life, which is eating like dog shit and, uh, and not sleeping and, not building good relationships in their life and, and things like that. So I would say, you know, the most, most important thing to focus on is, you know, your reasons behind training, you know, focus on what you're eating, focus on the people you're surrounding yourself with too. I, I loved lacrosse. I loved Wisconsin, but it was very heavy drinking culture. Um, I moved out to lacrosse and, and kind of found myself with like a different circle of people and, you know, instantly, things started to, to change for me. So I would say, you know, really look at the people you're hanging out with too. If you want to be working out and you want to be financially fit, and you want to be successful and you want to run a business, you need to hang out with people. I'm not saying they all need to own their own business, but you need to start hanging out with people and surrounding yourself with people that want to do the things you want to do. Or in best case scenario, kind of what I do as a coach, you want to hang out with people that, that have done it themselves. Um, I'm very, I'm biased, right? But, you know, I always tell my clients that I've had to lose 50, 60 pounds in my life. You know, I've had a period of time in college where I, I fucked off a lot and drank a ton and, and a lot of toppers late night and, and, um, and then some, <laughs> and I needed to, I needed to, 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 to really evaluate my process and change a lot of the things I was doing to, to offset that and turn my life in a different direction. So, you know, that's a big reason. I think a lot of the clients that are general population that train with me stick with me is because, you know, I've been down the path. So, 
you know, hang out with people that have been around down the path. If you don't know someone, hire someone, come to me. You know, I, uh, I don't pretend to be a flawless human being and, and I've definitely made my mistakes and, but in making those mistakes, you understand the pitfalls and you can kind of track out that path for, for other people too. So, yeah. Um, okay. And then what program should I do? You should do whatever program fits your lifestyle. Um, you should, you should do whatever program you have time for. You should do whatever program you have the equipment for. Um, yeah, I, I watch a lot of people not get started in their fitness journey simply because they think they have to have a full commercial gym. Like I alluded to earlier, um, for them to get some good results and, and, and really you have to look at the principle of what you're trying to accomplish in exercise itself, which is, you know, you want to work your cardiorespiratory system, you know, can you get your heart rate up? Can you, can you get breathing a couple days a week? Um, you know, can you load your bones? Can you load your, your muscles and your, and your bones and your tendon structures, um, with, with external and internal loads, um, and tension. And, and, and if you look at that, if you look from a principal point, you, you could jump in place at home, right? You could pretend to jump rope. You could shadow box. You could, you know, go outside and take a run. You can do basic calisthenics around the house using whatever you got chairs. I, I don't care what you do. Like I said, you know, I got a buddy that loads up a backpack and trains with kitty litter. You know, if you look at tactical spaces, training with nothing but a sandbag in your body weight is, is very common practice. So, you know, the, the program that's right for you is whatever is what number one, whatever you have time and equipment for, but then that third piece is going to be whatever you're ready, willing, and able to do. Um, you know, I can, I can make you the most beautiful program in the world and be, you have all the components you want. You know, we got the plyos and movement, movement skills and and we got the power strength and power sessions and we got the ESD at the end, the energy system development. And, you know, we got the, the fueling, the, the pre intra and, and post, and, and I got my sleep hygiene all, all mapped out and nutrition all mapped out. We got a nice meal plan. This is what you're going to eat every day. But listen, brother, if you don't, if you don't do it and you don't apply it, 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 and you're not ready, ready, willing, and able to make the sacrifices involved to make it happen, it really just doesn't, it's not going to work. It just doesn't, it doesn't matter. So to that, I would say, like I said, pick a program that you have the things to do. You have the time availability, but then you're also willing to make the sacrifices necessary to make some of this stuff happen. Um, what are the best way to set goals and create habits to reach those goals? That's a great question. Well, um, I would say the best way to set goals is to number one, just start gathering information on yourself. I would say before you take, um, undertake any big goal or journey, you know, you want to figure out where you're at right now. Um, got Will, Will call me right now. Um, you want to map out where you are right now. So you want to gather a baseline. So what would gathering a baseline involve? You know, if you've never lifted a weight, you know, obviously you don't have numbers, but you know, if you have, if you have your, your rep maxes and things like that, so it involved the physical capacity stuff, you know, can you gather some information on your lifts? Do you, what do you deadlift? What do you power clean? What do you snatch? What do you, you know, how many pull-ups can you do? Things like that, you know, so basic strength testing. Um, and then you're going to want to look at, you know, basic like energy system development stuff, you know, do, what are your, what are your cardiorespiratory capabilities? You know, can you run out and run like tempo runs and see and see where you can take your heart rate on that. Um, you know, you could use a rower to look at like power metrics. You could use a bike. You could use 
a treadmill, whatever you want to do, you could use, you know, go out and run a 400 and see where it's at. Take a stamp in time and where you are in your performance right now, because otherwise you're really not going to know what that program did to you. So if, if that makes sense, right? Like it's, it's basic chemistry, right? We're not going to, we're not going to introduce a new variable until we have our, you know, we, we know what variables are in place in the first place, right? You know, so we know what's making the change. We're not just making some arbitrary guess on this led to this. No, we know this led to this because this was what was constant to start. This is what we introduce and this is the, the change it created. So, so that would be a way to set goals for physical capacity. Then you want to look at nutrition. It's the same thing. It's going to be the same thing. You're gathering a baseline. You're gathering information. A really easy way you can do this is a, is a three-day um, food journal, okay? You know, and I tell people to start, don't get crazy with macros, <laughs> you know, because you don't want to turn things into a math problem and, and, be, and having to be relying on scales and stuff like that. You know, if you're making money off your, your body – not, not like that, but you're making money, making money off your body in the sense of, uh, you know, you compete in physique competitions or you're an athlete, right? And you have specific, um, you have specific activity demands and things like that, right? Like you should get into the macros then, but if you're a general population client and you're just looking to shed a little fat and get a little bit stronger and build a little bit of muscle, you know, getting into the macros thing is not necessary. So I would tell you, and this is what we do in our, in our programs, um, remote and in person, start taking pictures, you know, um, figure out what a good plate looks like. What you could do is, you know, go over to precisionnutrition.com, right? I'm not getting paid to say this, but go look at what a, a plate looks like for your goals, right? They tell you how to do it. Um, with, with hand increments, which I think is great. Cause right. You're not going to be able to bring your scale everywhere, but you're going to bring your, you know, your fist of veggies, your cupped handful of carbohydrates, your palm of protein, your thumb fat, you get it right. Um, you'll be able to take that everywhere you go. So look at what you need to do to hit your goals nutritionally, and then start taking pictures for the next three days or do a week or do two weeks. We do two weeks in our program and start looking at your plates and go, you know, this is what a good plate looks like. It's got, you know, a fist of colorful vegetables. Um, you know, it has a palm of, of lean protein. It has whatever your cup handfuls are of carbohydrates per activity and thumbs of fats. And you compare and you look at your pictures and you go, okay, well, I could use some more vegetables or I could use some more lean protein. Doesn't look like, or it looks like, you know, carbohydrates are dominating my plate a little bit too much when I look at it incrementally. It should be vegetables and and protein that dominate my plate. Okay, I got to make some adjustments, right? So, without doing a fucking math problem, you know, you already have a really great baseline on, on what you're doing, and you have a model to compare it to. It's that's that's all it's about. Um, let's keep going with that. Um, and in progress indicators in the form of physical transformation. Listen, when most people start training, and this is about to happen, right? Like you're about to get the people that are going to go sign up for these memberships bless their heart, and they're not going to use them. So come to me. No, I'm just joking. But, but they're, right, they're going to sign up for a membership at a gym at the beginning of this new year. And they, they wanted, what they're looking for is physical transformation. So you need subjective and objective measures to be able to figure out what, what that constitutes. And for, for most people, what they mean by physical transformation at a gym is they mean decreasing body fat percentage, right? Okay, well, so let's look at what's the best way to look at that. Well, in my program, um, and I, I do this again because 
could we get more exact? Could I, could I tell you to go get a DEXA scan? Could I tell you to go do a bod pod? Could I, yes. Uh, Could I tell you to teach yourself how to use calipers? Go through that painstaking process. I remember from school. Fuck. Um, Yes, I could, I could tell you to do that, but I'll tell you in the, in the most basic sense, the easiest way to track if you're, if you're, program is leading to physical progress or not is going to be for you to look at two things. Um, it's going to be waist measurement. Okay. And you could do hip too, right? Just get yourself a basic Taylor tape or I love, I love myo tape. It's a spring loaded tape. Um, get yourself one of those. They're like 13 bucks. Take your waist measurement, take your hip measurement. Um, and so you got your waist to hip, hip ratio. That's one of the best ways that you can judge body fat percentage. Okay. So you got that. That's metric one. Okay. Let's go to metric two. The only other thing I really think you need to be able to, to do at this point is take progress photos. People are so embarrassed to take progress photos in the beginning of the journey. And, and I totally get it because I've had to lose 50 or 60 pounds myself. So when you're not feeling yourself, it's fucking hard to, to go prop up a, a tripod and go, this is where I'm at. Because when you think about yourself, you think about yourself when you're an athlete. Dan John talks about, I've been, I've been just plugging Dan John the whole episode. I got much love for you, brother, for being my first guest. But, um, you know, he talks about this as like, it's not me. You know, th- this isn't, that's not me. This is me. And you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, that's not me. Because when you think of yourself, you're the athlete from, from high school. You know, you're, you're quarterback of the football team. You're wh- whatever you are. You know what I'm saying? You look at yourself through the lens of that and, and, and having to take those snapshots of your body when you're not very happy about where you're at physically or emotionally. It's a fucking hard thing to do, man. Excuse my language, but man, I, I think back on how I felt knowing, I, knowing the journey I was on when I finally sat down and went, I'm a fucking coach, man. Like I know what I need to change. I know I need to take my measurements. I know to te- it's, it's a long grueling process and it sucks. And you feel like you feel horrible, but I now on the other side of it and seeing some of the, the absolutely tremendous before and afters, I, I think about my roommate, just the before and afters that he has in just five months of training I wish I would have taken some pictures. So I would say, like I said, you know, number one metric for, for tracking the physical transformation is going to be waist and hip, but take progress photos. I know, and I'm not just saying it, I know how you feel and I know you don't want to take the pictures, but when you're done and you, you've changed your body and you changed your life, you change your mind, you're going to want those pictures because you're going to be incredibly proud of them. Okay. So do that. Um, I would say another thing that you want to do when you're evaluating or when you're setting goals too, is to take a, take a, you know, draw a line in the sand of where you're at mentally too. You know, Exos always talks about, you know, movement, mindset, nutrition, recovery. Don't forget that mindset piece. Where are you at? What is, where is your mind at right now? What are you thinking? You know, how are things going for you? Um, I like to do, and damn it, I just keep plugging Dan John in this episode, but I love, I, I just had, I just gave this to one of my clients yesterday morning. I love doing the five, two exercises. Where are you going to be at in two decades? That's far enough from now that, you know, your body's not going to be the same as it is today, right? So you're going to start making smarter, more longer term um, goals for yourself when you look at it through the lens of, oh shit, you know, I'll be 40, right? 
Um, you know, and then, and then think about where you're going to be at two years and then two months and then, uh, and then, you know, and then two weeks and then today and tomorrow, what do you have to do? Um, and, and put them into categories, you know, where do you want to be emotionally? Where do you want to be at physically? Where do you want to be at nutritionally? Where do you want to be at financially in your life? You know, that's a, that's a huge piece to consider too. Um, you know, set those goals for yourself because, you know, if, if you're just, if you don't have a target to aim at, you just anywhere will do, right? Like you just, you want to have a target where you're going because even if you come up short, you're still pretty damn, you, 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 you still came pretty damn close. Right. And you did some great things. Well, training help. How can training help my, my mental health? Um, you know, my outside in my relationship, that that's another question that will had, um, Training will help your mental health. We were just talking about, I was just talking about the mental piece on doing the five, two exercises. Dan talked about that, about how, you know, when you take care of the physical stuff, a lot of the emotional stuff follows. And I, and I'm not look, you know, cause I, I, I'm a psychology guy too, big time. Um, but I also know that like, when you feel good about yourself and you have self-confidence and, and you've built, you've built efficacy or, um, you know, you've built like confidence in other endeavors, you know, like, you know, you have the ability to change things. If you want to, you have control of your life, you know, you have control of your body, you have control of your mind, your thoughts. I think that's a really helpful piece moving forward. And I, I do think at the most simplistic level, like if we think about your body in a chemical standpoint, right? Like, you know, what you put in your body and how you move, like it all influences your brain chemistry and, and things like that. So like, why wouldn't that be the first place you start? Yes, you should, you should absolutely go and talk to a, a, a counselor and, and get therapy and things. Those things are always valuable, but never, never, never underrate um, and, and underestimate the, the powerful effect that diet and exercise can have on your body and how it can change you know, just the basic chemistry in your brain. Don't, don't underrate that. Um, okay. Let's look at a couple more. I have lingering injuries that prevent me from working out. What can I do? Well, as I, you know, as I alluded to earlier in this episode, that's the big thing that got me into this too. Um, I had lingering injuries that I dealt with in the past that I really needed to, to deal with. I always loved to run and jump and, and I, I couldn't do these things and it, and it fucking killed me. Um, I, I would say the thing that you can do is look into basic correctives and I would say, be patient with yourself when you have pain, when you're, where you're performing movements, make the necessary adjustments. Don't just be jamming a, a, a square peg through a round hole. Okay. You know, if, 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 if you had a, a shoulder injury when you were younger and you can't press overhead and, and, and it hurts, you know, do an incline or, or don't press overhead at all. There's a million ways to skin a cat in fitness and, and don't feel like you have to do certain exercises um, to, to achieve great things. You, you don't have to do that. Um, yeah, I, I, I would say, you know, if you have a, a, a past injury too, start to build your fitness team. Don't just rely on fitness to deal with something, you know, is a medical problem. Great cooks famous for saying that, you know, don't use, don't use fitness to treat a medical problem. Okay. If you know, you need to go and get your shoulder checked out, get it checked out. You know, if you know that you have some soft tissue issues lingering um, from the past or your past injuries, things like that, go in and get checked out. There's no shame in it. 
Like the, the best thing you can do. And the, and the thing I try to do as a fitness professional too, is I try to build my network. I want doctors on my team. I want sports, my guys. I want, I want physical therapists. I want massage therapists because it's about how you integrate all these things together. Um, that, that makes for the best result that, that makes the best performance and human and, and things like that. So, so expand your team. You know, I know, I know it's, it might be foreign territory to you, but reach out to a physical therapist, reach out to a massage therapist and, and see what they have to say about your injury and see if they can't help you because you might find that a few, a few sessions with a massage therapist or a few, you know, uh, a 12 week span with a PT and all of a sudden all these issues have been dealing with all your life or they, they vanish and now you can train hard. Right. And if you, and you can move well and, and you're not in pain, you're probably going to move more if you move more. And if you listen and keep plugging Dan, but you know, if you listen to that first episode that I have with Dan, you know, you, you, you feel good, you move more, you move better, you move more and then you look good. And then, and then because you look good, you keep doing it. Um, so yeah, don't, don't overrate that part of the process and, and don't, and don't think you can, you are an expert in what you know. Those people are an expert in what they know. Let them do what they do. If they got magic hands, let them fix you. Okay. Um, at least let them be a part of the process and see if they don't help. Okay. Well, I need some coffee, I think. So <laughs> I think that's, uh, I think that's it on questions for the, for the day. I'm going to try to keep doing these Q and A's going forward again. I, this is my third podcast. I don't really know what I'm doing yet. Um, but I do know that I can go on a tangent for hours about this stuff because I love it and I love helping you guys the best I can. So my emails on my site, feel free to reach out on social media, sober performance training. Um, and I'd love to help you guys out, but you know, thanks for tuning in. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day and I hope you um, keep tuning in. Thanks guys. Mm -hmm.